hang up. Okay. Cool. Cool. Uh, it starts by saying hello to each other, right? <laughs> yes. It's been like a year. It's been a long time. <laughs> <laughs> you want to start or me? I'll start. Hey, Ashley. Welcome to Drunk of the Book Club. A podcast for lonely, drunk bookcasters. Yay! <laughs> awesome. Um, oh, I, well, I drank an ultimate margarita, and now I've moved on to water. Oh, nice. What did you have an ultimate margarita? Um, at this Mexican place nearby called Pepper's. They make a really good margarita. It's it's ultimate. It's strong. Nice. You should really, if you're me, have only one, um, <laughs> which I did. And yeah, what are you drinking? Just some uh, red blend wine from the corner market. Solid red blend. Solid red blend. <laughs> what are the blend? Like what's being blended in it? I don't ask questions. <laughs> Who knows? Not a $3 bottle, mm. but not a 15 So, like a 7 Well, those are, like, you know, there's not a lot of options at the corner market. <laughs> there's, like, 3 or $4, and then there's, like, 12 to 15 <laughs> So I go with the, like, 11 $12. Oh, that's, that's closer to 15 than I was envisioning. Yeah, well, my market doesn't really have, like, a... It definitely is not worth twelve dollars. <laughs> I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you for sipping it up. It's definitely worth like four, but mm. what do you do? It's a red blend. It's a red blend. It's fancy. Who knows? Okay. It could have some really good shit in there. Yeah, all the it's all the best of the red blends. Of yeah, reds blended. All the blends of the reds. It's like an ultimate. Ultimate red, ultimate margarita! Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what did we read? Um, so, well, you and I probably read a lot of stuff in the intervening gear. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but this episode is about Text Me When You Get Home, The Evolution and Triumph of Modern Female Friendship by Kayleen Schaefer. No relation. I'm upset your sister. <laughs> My sis, Kayleen. <laughs> Long lost. Mm-hmm. She spells her name wrong, though. I saw that. Stupid. <laughs> what was this out? Um, yeah, so as you read on the cover, the evolution of female friendships, it goes way back in time. Uh, well, not way back, but... It goes know, like, back to the dinosaurs. Like, what was it, like 1600s, 1700s? Wait, when were the 1600s? I don't remember that. <laughs> 17 or 18? <laughs> what part? In the beginning and end. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> About how, like, you know, women weren't allowed to have friends. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Thank you for the reminder. I'm like, wait, did I read a different book? No, 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 no. I just um, <laughs> blocked okay. that out. It was horrible. I blocked it out. From, you know, some point before the 1900s. True. To modern day. 
yeah. and how female friendships have evolved and what it meant then and what it meant now. Yeah. That's what the book is about. That is beautiful. What'd you think? Um, well, since you brought that up, the part that I forgot, but now that I remember and I feel strongly about it, I thought that it was really good and thought that it was really whack that women like, were considered incapable of maintaining friendships. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. I don't know why I didn't know that. I don't know what books I was reading from then, but I didn't notice that the women didn't have friends. I, yeah. Um, yeah, I did not know that women were perceived to be incapable of having that strong of a bond or that much love or understanding. Did they think that women were like paper airplanes? Like, I don't get it. Well, sometimes, but, like, not always. I mean, come on. Yeah, no. It's crazy. Oh, it's wild. Sometimes we're sex-addicted, emotionless, but sometimes we just need friends. But sometimes we just want a friend. Too much to ask. Yeah, that was, that was just, like, wild. And it was, like, God, where? I want to see if I have one of those quotes pointed out because they were just, like, wacky. Yeah. Super duper wacky. Oh, this is a good one. On page 19. Um, Aristotle's breakdown of the elements in the human body from about 330 BCE continued this demonization of women. He saw females as cold and wet. Categorization, categorizations that meant women were unstable and sexually threatening. Males were the opposite. Warm and dry. <laughs> I think so. We have a lot of liquids coming out of the Sandy says. I thought that was gross. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about it. I was like, I guess we do. There's so many liquids all the time. Tears. Tears. Blood. Cervical mucus. Come on, they they have liquids. They have some. That's true. It's not as many, I guess. They really have a lot of liquids. But cold, no, cold. No we think the word moist is gross. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really have an issue with that one for whatever reason. It's never bothered me that much. It's not my favorite, but I feel like, or I don't hate it. But I feel like when people ask you if you don't like that word, they say it in a very gross way. <laughs> say it like that that's like just spitting in the soup though like that ruins it i guess that's fair it was like oh it's a moist cake (laughs) i don't know but somehow with you saying that it made cake sound gross (laughs) moist cake i don't know it ruined cake oh no i'm sorry but i love i love the word moist moist (laughs) Moist, the best. (laughs) Hey, two listeners. Can I say a word for you? It's moist. (laughs) Oh, yes. Yes. Let's do it. 
(laughs) We're recording this on FaceTime because Skype has decided that it's completely off the rails. Like, I don't know what Skype did in the last year since we've used it, but it refuses to let us on. Or me. It refuses to let me on. (laughs) But it made it hard for Olivia. Yeah, Well, apparently Skype told me to wait a month. It said, You're banned banned for a month. (laughs) Yeah, come back in a month. We'll see you at the end of August. I know it's been a year, but we need one more month away. So, if by any chance our two listeners, maybe one listener, maybe half a listener, knows anybody related to Skype, you go tell them to fix their shit because this is fucked up. Yeah. Tell them that it's so hard to listen to our beautiful voices. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we're on FaceTime now, and let's just hope that Apple doesn't decide to hate us, too. Oh, no. I don't want to do anything. Um, okay. So, so you liked the book? Um, yes, I liked the book. I read it pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Like, I kind of breezed through it. I mean, full disclosure, I am on summer break, so I have quite a bit of time in my life to read, which is cool. Um, I enjoyed it. Um, yeah. <laughs> How about you? I don't know if I liked it. Ooh. I, this is the part I like. <laughs> I feel like this is the first time we haven't really agreed, though. Mm. Um. Wait, 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 can I just put it out there? I'm not, like, jumping up and down, like, Tom Cruise and saying this is my favorite book. This is not a couch-jumping moment. Like, it was good enough. It was good. Yeah. No, I, I understand. <laughs> This is the saucy bee I love. <laughs> it's that red blend. <laughs> it's that red blend. <laughs> um, no, I don't know. I just was like, okay, this is getting a little bit repetitive. And like, yeah. I thought that she had really fascinating information. Like, as we both said, did not realize that women were thought to be incapable of friendship and bonding. Mm-hmm. And, Skelter, which is about like murders and like the whole legal process of like trying to like get Manson in jail to this book on female friendship and be like, no, the female friendship isn't quite as thrilling. <laughs> is that, did I get that right? I was reading, like, it's only, like, 
something pages. Mm-hmm. It's 30 or something, and it was a quick read. But, you know, I was reading, like, I read it in, like, two days. I think it was, like, Sunday, Monday. And yeah. I read it. And so I don't know if that was, like, just condensed for me, just it was, like, a couple hours each day. Or if it actually is redundant and would have been a nice essay. Well, I will definitely agree with you that there were points that I think were kind of like gone over multiple times. And I think, although you were saying it in jest, it is true that she brings up Parks and Rec and like Anne and, um, yeah, a lot, a lot. It does seem a little bit maybe more than necessary. Which, if it was a Parks and Rec fan book, lean into it, because I'm down. Oh, I would definitely read it. <laughs> but also, I think this might be part of it, too, so I know I'm just ranting. Yeah. But I hate girls. <gasps> oh, oh, okay. I was like, what the fuck, Olivia? I hate <laughs> girls. I saw your face. I was like, shoot. <laughs> okay, yes, yes, yes. I That makes a lot more sense. You know, I'm a cool girl, so, like, I just don't have any female friends. I'm only hanging out with boys. <laughs> um, no, the show girls. Got it, got it, got it, got it. It's trash. It is trash. The storyline is unnecessary <laughs> to see that many women fighting about boys, and she, like, raves about it in this book, and I was like, I feel like that's the exact opposite of what that television show is doing. Mm. Well, hmm, I could take that two ways. Way one is, hell yes, these, like, privileged fucking ladies in New York and girls are so obnoxious, and I hate them. Which, I mean, I did love Shoshana because she was just, like, ridiculous. That one episode where they went to the club and she was on, like, Molly, I think, is literally the funniest thing ever. Just go back and watch her scenes in that episode because that killed me and it was amazing. But, um, yes, no, 100%. But then B, or option two, <laughs> I think I said one the first time, um, <laughs> showing complicated women making mistakes and being stupid and being, like, realistic is that refreshing in some ways as the depiction of female friendship that is complicated in a society where we have been conditioned to not value our female friendships and then we have to learn it on our own. Okay, so option to be is <laughs> theoretically. theoretically. I do appreciate that she did bring that up 
Like, she did talk about, like, how this sort of, like, mentality of, like, I'm not a friend of girl. Like, I don't like girls. I'm a cool girl. Which kind of connects to that, like, that monologue quote soliloquy from Gone Girl, which is often lauded, which is super duper good, about, like, the cool girl who, like, eats everything and loves blowjobs and, like, is so cool and, like, no sports and this, like, sort of, like, supposed idealized woman um, that a lot of women apparently feel the need to, like, fit within. Like, I appreciate that she brought that up and that, like, a false competition narrative that's often sort of foisted on on young women like that i was like yes thank you for bringing this up because it's really fucked up totally i agree with you i think that there were a lot of topics that she talked that she mentions that it was nice to read in a book and i think it's something that you know like you and i and a bunch of our other friends i think we're lucky to have had conversations about stuff like this before Mm -hmm. including like young women not really being called on in the classroom as much as young men and like how all of those things eventually build up to lead to this self-consciousness and then this like sort of competition Mm -hmm. between young women and then like as they say there that cat fight Mm -hmm. something that only exists around women and like how all of that does lead to each other uh, or lead to the other um they all is just kind of ingrained in us Mm -hmm. it's it's a learned behavior not a not a what natural behavior what's the opposite uh in inherent behavior innate behavior yeah no i agree with you and that kind of brings up like that chapter on like the mean girl syndrome which I have never read the actual book that the movie, like, kind of came from, but I did know that the book itself was nonfiction. The movie was kind of taking ideas of the book and fictionalizing them. But it was really interesting to me that the author was like, "Uh, when I brought up these labels, I was not saying, like, you want to be the queen bee. I was saying, like, these phenomenons exist, and if you have, like, knowledgeable conversations about them with your kids and, like, ask them what they think and invite them to be critical of these positions then we can have like happier girlhoods (laughs) but that was it completely like subverted her intention yeah that is interesting i feel like that happens obviously so much Mm -hmm. hold on that's not that was not my intended uh you know subject that was not my intended reaction yeah to this thing that i created yeah but yeah it is interesting i mean I was trying to think back into, like, all my friendships growing up, and did we have a queen bee? Was that a thing that existed? Did that exist in your friend groups? Um, so I moved a lot, and I was in military kid groups, so I think sometimes things are a little different because I think with military kids, a lot of them are used to just, like, joining up with what's currently in existence and, like, that's one thing that I think is really great. Like, military kids are usually pretty accepting and will carry people into the fold. But yeah. um, I think there I think there were definitely, like, hierarchies. And thinking about, like, back to my middle school experience, there were definitely, you know, the people who were considered, I don't know, not, like, powerful, but they just were considered more the center of things for sure. And then 
in high school, like, I came to a really, really small community. And so there were a lot of, like, social, not hierarchies, but, like, social positions that were very ingrained. Like, people had probably been within them for, you know, since kindergarten, and it didn't shift super-duper much. Um the groups that I hung out with, like I hung out with, you know, AP kids. And, um, so I don't, I don't think we had like Queen Bee. Um, so I don't know how, but I think there were definitely like kids at school who you would know like, oh, that person is, oh, they're, you know, they're quote unquote cool. I also went to a really small high school, so everybody knew each other. It wasn't like there was somebody where you were like, I could never talk to so-and-so because they're so intimidating, you know? Mm-hmm. So there wasn't really that hierarchy in our particular group, but yeah, I guess in the public schools as a whole, could definitely recognize those people. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just not necessarily my little friend group. Yeah, I mean, I definitely do feel like though, kind of to what she was speaking to, When she was talking about, like, her first job after college where she was like, I need to be, like, the guys and, like, I'm not here to make friends. I don't necessarily feel like that has been my experience, but I feel like those messages are really, like, a part of the culture and, like, the I'm not here to make friends thing. Like, how many freaking reality shows have you seen where somebody says that exact line? (laughs) Right. Like, as if success has to happen at the expense of building, like, networks, connections that are genuine. Right. And friendships. Oh, yeah, quick side note. One thing that she was talking about, um, the, the sororities. Mm-hmm. I don't know anything about Greek life. Oh, I know. How all that works. And when she said, too, like, a big part of it is to meet guys... I was like, wait, I had no idea that was true. Like, I thought, I mean, I don't know what I thought stories are for, but... I thought they were for getting into law school if your name was Elle Woods. (laughs) Well, I knew it was for that, but otherwise, I had no idea. But knowing that was such a big part of that culture was just... Well, I straight up read those sections like <laughs> like I was watching an episode of like the History Channel, you know, like this culture that is like totally outside of my own culture and I'm like learning about, you know, something that is 100% outside of anything I've experienced because obviously you and I went to the same college and it was not like that at all. Like super liberal women's college like not at all like men not really allowed on our halls unless they were chaperoned which that's a whole other thing with like the gender essentialism but whatever you know the point is that was not our experience yeah I thought they just, like, created choreography all the time and, like, yeah. made food together, which sounds awesome to me, by the way. It does sound great. Well, we can do that on our big, like, co-op that we That sounds good. I feel like it's just you and me on that co-op, but yes. <laughs> I thought Michael was going to be there, too. Do you think he's going to do the choreography with us? No. <laughs> 
Well, I'm curious. So, like, as I was reading it, it made me really reflect on my friendships and, like, how good or, frankly, how not good of a friend I am sometimes. Um, so I was wondering, what were your reflections as you were reading about your own, like, friendships in your life? Yeah, it made me think a lot about my friendships. Um, I think the first thing I was thinking and what I was thinking most of the time was how grateful I am that I grew up, or that I went to an all-women's college and had that exposure, um, and also how I'm grateful that when I was 20... I got out of a very long relationship and learned to rely on my female friends yeah, or my good friends in general um, and how just you kind of talked about that in the book too like being single after a very long relationship and with someone that you're like yeah I guess this will work mm-hmm. um, like learning how to rely on other people um, so a lot of that was like oh yeah I'm grateful that I had that time and that experience and that time to be single, mm-hmm. rely on my friends. Because I think that personally it's made, I mean, I'm still not a great friend, <laughs> but <laughs> like, it's made me a better friend and it's made me remember to like reach out to people Yeah, because I know when I need them, they're there mm-hmm. and I want to be there when they need me, you know? Definitely. Um, yeah, but it also made me think of all the friendships I've had where it's like, oh, Sorry, yeah, that was one of the things I was going to say to bounce off of it. It's something I always say is, like, we don't push people to stay in friendships. Mm -hmm. We don't push people to stay in relationships the same way we push them to stay in friendships. Mm. If I was dating that friend, some of their behaviors, my friends would say, like, oh, break up with that person. Mm -hmm. Terribly. But because it's a friend, they're like, oh, you should keep trying. That's interesting. Or you're a bad friend if you like bail. You know? Oh yeah. Um, and so she kind of talks about that in this book too, which I thought was interesting to hear from someone else. Um, but also, yeah, this book made me think of those friendships that have terminated, and like, okay, was it because of the way they were treating me? Was it because of the way I was treating them? Mm-hmm. Like, were we just not compatible anymore? Right. Or was like a direct relation to someone's behavior. So yeah, it made me kind of like go back through friendships that I've had, whether they're still there or not. Yeah. And kind of relive all those moments. So I guess in that sense, it was a good book. It made me think about all that stuff. That's interesting because it's almost like you're sort of flipping on your head, flipping on its head what she was kind of, she was kind of arguing that friendships don't get the respect they deserve yeah um like there is no legal way to like say this is my friend and the world and the government rep like recognize yeah we're bound um and so she's talking about like how friendships are fleeting but you're also bringing up that like sometimes in friendships we'll put up with more than we would in like a romantic relationship yeah so it's like Mm-hmm. And I think that sometimes we forget to compare the two. Yeah. But, like, um, in that of being single for long enough that I learned to rely on my friends, it's like, oh, yeah, you do put so much love and trust and, you know, openness into your friends. Yeah. So 
romantic relationship. Well, that's true because there isn't. Okay, well, I think there isn't like a very good like uh, not prototype default. Like, we're not really trained on how to navigate, like, romantic relationships, honestly. Like, depending on who your parents are. Maybe your parents trained you. But, like, just, like, there's no class in school, um, which I think about sometimes. But I think that's true of friendships, too. Like, we just kind of have to, like, experiment and see where it goes unless you have, like, a teacher or a parent or a counselor or somebody who's, like, explicitly talking with you about that that process of communication or you have a therapist, you know, we don't necessarily as a whole, as a society, spend a lot of time on building those skills. Yeah. And they are very hard skills too. Mm -hmm. To figure out, you know? Right. So I think it's becoming more of a conversation. But yeah, we're definitely not trained on that. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. And like, just depending on like, what your background is and how much you reflect on it. Like people are coming into a friendship relationship with varying levels of like communication competency and an understanding of what they need and what their boundaries are and what they want from a friend. Like you, you may be way more communicative, way less communicative, way more reflective, way less reflective, depending on the person. Yeah, exactly. It is. It's interesting to think about. Yeah. With other people, they had told me, like, oh, you're not a good friend. Like, people I was dating, not mm-hmm. necessarily friends. But, like, oh, you're not a good friend to people. Like, you cut them off or you do whatever. Or, you're not always super responsive. And definitely not always super responsive. <laughs> definitely, like, all those names that have been coming out lately of, like, scrolling through Instagram and seeing a text and be like, oh, I'll respond to that. And then they're just, like, like, posting selfies. Like, oh, shoot. <laughs> thinking about like what is healthy in a romantic relationship kind of seems like something people are pretty conversant with but you're right like thinking about what is healthy in a friendship depends not I don't know it doesn't seem to be as much of a conversation sometimes yeah and I think that maybe that's partially because we don't recognize how powerful and important Mm -hmm. you know we don't really put as much weight on them as we should or that maybe we feel right Yeah, that's a very good point. Well, like you were talking about, like, having that opportunity, like, Kayleen, like, the author, shit, can I call her first name? Like, I'm friends with her. (laughs) Like, my good friend Kayleen was saying (laughs) that she had been in a relationship for, what, like, 10 years, and then at the last, not the last minute, but, you know, when it kind of reached a point where it was, like, either move in the direction of marriage or, yeah. or maybe think about ending the relationship, she was like, you know, this isn't really what I want. And so that's, like, when she actually started engaging in her female friendships. Like, yeah. that's when she recognized the power of them and really leaned into them. And, like, for me, as somebody who has been in a romantic relationship with the same person since I was, like, basically 17, 17 18 years old, like, I, yeah. like, it was a good reminder to me 
to not rely on that as my like soul, like primary relationship when I have so many other relationships um, that I can sort of build up. Because especially for me as somebody who is an introvert, like my way of re-energizing is being alone. I definitely get into points where I'm like, I'm stressed at work. I'm really tired. The only thing I want to do is just like sit on the couch. Um, And like, it's great because Michael's here and like, he's my person to socialize with. But it's like a good reminder to me that like, I obviously have so many other rich relationships that I need to like invest in, even when I'm feeling overwhelmed and want to hibernate. Like that's when it is a good time to reach out to people. And it's like, kind of like when you're, when you are at your lowest and you don't feel like the energy to do the things that make you feel better, like exercise or eat well or like get out in the sunshine or connect with people is the very time when you need to be doing all those things. Exactly. Yeah, you're totally right. And that is something that I was grateful that I had that time to learn to grow and develop those friendships. But it's funny that you're mentioning that because I was thinking about my friendship with you and my friendship with Michael and my friendship with you mm-hmm. and like that I feel like I have a solid relationship with both of you and that also I have separate mm-hmm. different friendships with each of you mm-hmm. how I thought it was so cool because I feel like you do reach out mm-hmm. you know um, you're like a friend a female friend of mine that I don't feel like they are so connected to their partner that they like don't do anything alone Oh, like, don't reach out to people on their own. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you are pretty good at that. Oh, that speaks to a deep insecurity of mine. So I appreciate that. Yes, yes, one hundred percent. Yes. Because it's, like, it's very important to me to be, like, an independent person and, like, as somebody who has literally been in the same romantic relationship for all of my adult life, like, it's, I've, I've spent time reflecting on that about, like, how to make sure that I'm a whole and complete person. Not that, like, anybody isn't a whole and complete person, but, you know, like, really tending to the garden that is my whole and complete person. So, yeah. It's interesting. No, it it stands out to me. Oh, you're gonna make me cry because I had an ultimate margarita. (laughs) (laughs) But actually, you know, that kind of does bring up another point, which is that, like, I sort of like struggle with. I appreciate that this book is like primarily about female friendships, but there were points at which I was like kind of feeling that she was speaking to just like modern friendships in general. And I did feel like if we're, it's just, it's, Sometimes it seemed very binary to talk about female friendship versus male, women versus men. And I feel like, I think it's richer than that. I think it's more complicated than that. But I get that, I like, I do appreciate, like, sort of putting on a pedestal, like, the importance and power of specifically, like, female relationships. But I I do wonder, like, it did make me feel like there were a lot of aspects that are being left out for people who aren't, like, I don't know, identifying as women or identifying as female. Yeah, I thought that too. I thought that, and I'm glad that you mentioned that because it kind of left my brain during this conversation, but um, that, and also it seemed very, like, white. Oh, 100%. And, like, upper middle class. Yes, exactly. Um, And so, yeah, I was yearning for a little bit more diversity in the book. Mm -hmm. And it was something, I 
think that's why all of the descriptions of like media that she was talking about why it stood out to me so much is I kept thinking the book was older. Mm, interesting. And then she was like in the series finale of uh, Broad City. <laughs> class yeah yeah i agree (laughs) yeah and okay side note too about like big little lies i'm sorry i have to like just jump this in here as it does take place in my hometown like i'm sorry but i did not view the first season at all like this like great story about female friendship like it's all about like female backstabbing (laughs) what I was like, what show did you watch, Kayleen, my sister? Kayleen? What are you doing? Yeah, we'll see. Same thing about her description of girls. True, true. A lot of it was, like, just about, like, selfishness. It wasn't about, like, friendship. It's definitely not about bonding at all. Nah. Broad yeah. City, though. Broad City, though. Solid. And I just, oh, I just watched Unfinished Insecure. So good. Um, okay. I appreciated her mentioning Insecure because, like, I had started yeah. the series and then didn't have HBO for a while, so I didn't finish it, but now I have access to HBO. Nice. So I was like, yes, that's what I need to go watch. Yeah. Very good show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, she does mention some very great uh, media. There are hits, there are misses. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the funny thing, I guess. Yeah. Most of her first book. Oh. I saw that on the back cover. Or the back inside thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. She looks young. She does look really young. Yeah, that's sick. That's cool, she though. She's giving such vague Kind of. I was trying to place, like, when was her childhood and when was her adolescence? Yeah. I think she was, she's always saying to me, like, I was in college somewhere between the <laughs> fire and the end of the rom-com era. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, I moved to New York somewhere near the end of uh, Sex in the City. <laughs> Do you think that was purposeful? Was she trying to be vague to, like, be, like, more relatable to more people? That's so funny. I mean, the rom-com era, I, I remember her saying that, and she kind of, like, gave this, like, rough outline of when that is and mentioned specifically when Harry met Sally and, like, yeah. you've got mail. Because those do stand out to me as, like, the sort of, like, zenith of rom-com. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
No, because haven't you noticed that they have like definitely, it was like that early 2000s era when they got really bad, when they had like no offense or anybody, but like Kate Hudson and like Sarah Jessica Parker, those like bad rom-coms, the ones that like you don't want to watch on rerun. And then there was, like, none. And then when, like, To All the Boys I've Loved Before came out right now, and then um, the one that both of us watched multiple times with uh, Ali Wong. What is that one called again? Oh, yeah, Always Be My Maybe. Always Be My Maybe. I feel like now we're in, like, a new era of rom-coms that are, like, solid by purely those two. (laughs) No, because the rom-com centralizes the rom and the com. Like, think about, like, that era of all those gross-out guy films, like, freaking Wedding Crashers and, like, you know, fucking Old School and, like, Zoo. All of those, like, Will ferrell movies, those are all comedic. And they even may have had a romance at some point, but those, the center was not the rom-com. It was, like, dudes being gross and, like, showing off their balls and stuff. You don't sound like you're coming. <laughs> I just need to do more studying about this. You, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. You do. <laughs> do you have Do you have any last thoughts about the book, Olivia? Do you have any last thoughts? <laughs> Before I, oh my god, I'm gonna need to edit out like 20 minutes of us giggling. <laughs> what did we say? Um. So, final thoughts. What would you recommend this to somebody? Wow. I didn't realize how much thinking it made me do. So. I was like, I think about this every day. I don't need a book to tell me to think about this. This is literally all I think about. <laughs> this is literally all I think about. <laughs> but it made me use my brain in a nice way. So I would recommend. I think the moral of the story is people need to read it and then come talk to us about it. Yes. <laughs> um. I would recognize. I would recognize it. I would recommend it. <laughs> I would recognize this book if I saw it. You are two listeners, please. <laughs> so basically, like the books, my level of book uh, recommendation goes from like I don't recognize it to I do recognize it to I recommend it. <laughs> um, I would recommend and recognize this book if I saw it. But here's the thing: um, I don't necessarily think I need to hold on to my copy. Like, it's not the kind of book where, there have been books where you and I have read them and been like, nobody's ever getting my copy because yeah. it's precious and they need to get their own, but like, I will help them get their own, but like, I'm keeping mine. Um, <laughs> this, I'm happy to pass it on to somebody. So, if anybody wants my copy. Well, I think actually mine is somebody else's. <laughs> you should return that. So, I'll return it. <laughs> um... What are we reading next? All the single ladies? Yes. Byron Brown. 
But it was the red blend, so. Red blend. You never know. Okay, yes, that was our next one, right? Yeah. Unmarried women in the rise of an independent nation. Sexy. Say ma. <laughs> That's why I said sexy. <laughs> Let's get reading.